T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It's Wednesday. Welcome on into the show So we got a lot of things percolating here. We've got the Dallas Cowboys, where Jerry Jones said Dak was the separator. He would be the reason why the Dallas Cowboys would make it to the Super Bowl. I do not agree. I think that the defense and the run game is going to be the separator. Dak is a good, very good at times quarterback, but I do not put him at the top of the list for why the Dallas Cowboys would get to the Super Bowl. Well, you have Josh Allen in Buffalo. Not every team has a a perennial MVP candidate quarterback. You can't. There's only three of those guys. If Dallas doesn't have Dak Prescott, what are they going to go to, Cooper Rush? What's the other option? Well, first of all, Cooper Rush did a fine job because the defense was playing at such an elite level. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is Dak Prescott. In, In fact, like... Not only the eye test, but the numbers will bear it out. They're better on third down with Dak Prescott. They're better in the red zone with Dak Prescott. All of those things, of course, are true. I just think if you're listing the reasons why Dallas would get to the Super Bowl, it'd be defense one, run game two, Dak Prescott three. Mike McCarthy Five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dan Quinn. Let's put him in there. Uh, Coming off a bad game, though, the defense is against the Packers. That's interesting. Where it's look at the last few Super Bowl teams. How did you do the Rams from last year? Matthew Stafford, was he one? No. No, I thought the defense was incredible with Aaron Donald and they added Von Miller. And And obviously, Cooper Cup, too. Yeah, Cooper Cup was probably like 1A. But my point is, you could win, and your your quarterback does not have to be the one necessarily. I get it. I'm just disagreeing with Jerry. I'm saying, I know that Jerry wants to back up Dak Prescott. He's very loyal to Dak. And that's a good feature to having a boss. You know, you want someone who, once they pay you $40 million a year, yeah. is all of a sudden loyal to you. It makes a lot of sense. I just disagree with them. I remember Dak Prescott threw 37 touchdowns and 10 picks last year. This is not a bad quarterback by any means. Not by any stretch. So we have that percolating for you. We also have something we weren't planning on talking about today, but the Perloff was doing his against the grain on changes he would like to see made to the NFL and some of them were his, some were from fans and you and, and listeners to the show. And Paul from Cincinnati said, do away with divisions. But I said, no, I like the rivalries. And Perloff said, divisions mm. are stupid. I, what did well, I say? basically said pro rivalries are not what they used to be. The college rivalries are still huge, but pro, you know, the players don't care about that anymore. No, but the fans do. How many times do you make fun of me for being a Mets fan because you're a Phillies fan? That's, well, uh, yeah, but that's that's different. We're in the same room together every day. <laughs> that's, an old, think... <laughs> that's an old school hatred. I don't think, I don't think any of these rivalries, the, I'll tell you one rivalry that's not nearly the same, Red Sox-Yankees. That used to be, ESPN used to hammer us with, oh, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is coming. I feel like that's changed so much over the years. Well, 
Yeah, it's not as vi- violent as it was. Yeah, there's no Don Zimmer and uh, yeah. all that stuff. Good Pedro. Um, but I still think there's a little juice when both of the teams are good. A little. I just think it's less than it used to be. And maybe this is my memory. I used to. Th- I remember Washington and Dallas was the number one rivalry game in the NFL. It was everything. Now nobody cares well, when Washington plays Dallas. I know because Washington's been bad. for that, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. But that's just the reality of the situation. It used to not matter if both teams were good. They still hated each other and got up for each other. We know in college they still matter. In college, the rivalries definitely matter. You had brought up Duke, North Carolina. Of course, that matters. But in college football, the rivalries are everything. I mean, and I think Michigan, Ohio State is mm-hmm. the creme de la creme. That's no doubt. always amazing. Let's get to Steve in California. Steve, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to chime in about the uh, free agent aspect and the fact that so many players are changing teams nowadays that they're all becoming friends instead of having the loyalty of sticking to their team and actually becoming and and making a rivalry between themselves. I mean, this is really old school, but he's absolutely right. I mean, for most part of sports before Kirk Flood and baseball, guys were the same team for 12 years at a stretch. Right. Same with football. NBA is the worst. I mean, you can't tell me there's a... <laughs> you I don't mean, even have to be a free agent to switch teams in yeah, the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is just demand a trade. Yeah, you're telling me I, when you have guys like James Harden switching from the Nets to the Sixers midseason... Or how about just, from Houston to the Nets first, yeah. and then from the Nets to the 76ers? There's, that all happened in like a year and a half. You cannot sell NBA rivalries. It's just not going to happen. It's really impossible. I, I mean, maybe there's a little Lakers-Celtics left over from the 80s. I don't think so, though. No, I don't think so Maybe either. the in, in-city rivalries. I know Knicks and Nets, uh, maybe a little bit, but Lakers-Clippers? I feel like I I'm know. I feel like I'm trying to sell you on something. Right, right, right. I, I don't even buy it. I don't believe it. But in college, there certainly are rivalries. And let's pause on college football for a moment because we got the new college football playoff rankings pearl off yesterday. No surprise, no change in the top four because you have four undefeated teams in college football. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Tennessee hangs on to five, uh, which I think was also not a surprise. LSU moves up to six because they were able to hang on against Arkansas. And And Oregon dropped out, right? And Oregon dropped out, thank you. Uh, They lost to Washington, of course. And then USC is now at seven. Alabama's at eight. Clemson is at nine. Utah's at 10. That top rounds out the top 10. Okay. So the biggest questions here, I think that what did we learn? We learned that Tennessee's in a good spot here. They're, they're poised, right? Hanging out there right at number five. You know Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other. So at some point, one of those teams is going to have a loss, and Tennessee is looking pretty good, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other thing, LSU. Definitely, I hate the term control your own destiny, but for lack of a better one, that's what I'll say. LSU, if they can pull this off, a miracle run here, and beat Georgia in the SEC title game, I think that they also would get in. Granted, because you're going to have either Ohio State or Michigan is going to lose. USC, it's going to take a little bit more work. They're going to have to win out, and they probably need TCU and, and obviously one of the Big Ten teams to fall. Um Beyond that, I think what the biggest question, Perloff, you and I have is, and here's our what ifs. What if Michigan loses to Ohio State? And what if TCU loses in the Big 12 title game? Oh, I could go even more what if. Okay, go ahead. Can we get get a little crazier and just pray for total chaos? 
What if Michigan loses to Illinois this weekend? Oh, unranked Illinois? All right, so Illinois fell out, right? But they've been ranked most of the season. Yep. I know their star running back is hurt. What if there was, what if TCU implodes at the end of the season? Michigan has a problem. I don't think Ohio State's going to fall. Uh, we assume LSU loses. We assume USC loses because they have UCLA and Notre Dame in the Pac 12 title game. Then my questions are ACC champion Clemson, ACC champion North Carolina, or possibly Alabama. Are you going to buy any of those three teams having a shot? To be honest, I think the committee kind of told you what they think about the ACC in these latest rankings, right? I mean, Clemson all the way to nine. It's making it, I think, a little bit hard. hard. I know North Carolina has a great offense. They have a Heisman uh, candidate for as their quarterback in Drake May. But I think they're kind of telling you without telling you, right? Well, because- I mean, that's... Clemson, when Clemson lost, they moved him down. They, they're at least being consistent. But there is a chance that every team above them, if they're number nine, there's a chance that a lot of those teams fall and they have the conference title over Alabama. It's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. There's there's a lot of football left, as they say, Meg. <laughs> yeah, they do say that. But then, but you do bring up a good point. The more realistic debate is going to be a one-loss Michigan against a one-loss TCU or a one-loss Ohio State against a one-loss TCU. Right. And so here's the thing. The one-loss TCU would still play in the Big 12 title game, right? Well, no. What if the one-loss comes in the title game? <sighs> I think that's still I think that's still forgivable. But I have to be honest. I've know I've seen and I've watched how the committee has treated the Big 12. They clearly don't have as much respect for the Big 12 oh, well, yeah. <laughs> as the other conferences, I know. So I think that's. I think if TCU suffers a loss, I think they're going to find a way to get them out. Definitely. Which is a shame because I think TCU is actually a good team. But you think they're better than Michigan? I mean, here's the thing about Michigan. Michigan is a good team. We know because we can watch and we can see it. But when you start to stack their resume up, especially if they lose to mm-hmm. Ohio State, it would not be playing in the Big Ten title game. I mean, what are the good wins here? You beat Penn State, right? and then seven of your ten wins came against teams that had sub-500 records. Yeah, but what are the TCU's good wins? Who's I'm looking they at the top 25. They that were ranked at the time right? But the with committee, winning records. The committee is very, very specific. It does not matter what they were ranked at the time. They're not even allowed to consider that. It's what Well, sometimes they do, and sometimes but they don't. But these teams are all not good. There's How many of these teams? I was looking at the Big 12. Okay, so you have TCU at number four. And then Kansas State at 15, and then help me out here. You got Oklahoma State at 22, at 7-3. and three. So you got three Big 12 teams. They're not well represented in this top 25. TCU's schedule is sort of falling apart as well. Well, I mean, they just beat Texas, who... Who is not good. Okay, but that they had also been climbing into the rankings until TCU took care of them. And that was a game that was 17-10 where TCU's defense did play well, which I know is always the – they're always moving the goalposts on TCU. It's like <laughs> it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter who was ranked when when they beat you. Oh, that doesn't matter. It you does, had to, co- you had to come matter. from behind. Oh, now that does matter. Now it doesn't matter. Like it's so, it's so difficult uh, to, try to, to try to, you know, for the Big 12 to try to do anything here to like well, yeah. make their case. Let's just talk about TCU. The fact that you're going to the last minute with Texas Tech and West Virginia. Well, not really the last minute with Texas Tech, but you go to the fourth quarter with Texas Tech. You go to the fourth quarter with West Virginia. Michigan is not going to the fourth quarter with those teams. Michigan would blow them off the field. Okay, but I'm just saying if you want to look at schedule, right, which, by the way, 
Michigan has control over. They paid almost $2 million to take UCLA off their schedule, right? So besides Penn State and, like, what, Maryland? I mean, you got nobody here. So, of course, it looks impressive. No offense to Indiana, Iowa, all these other teams. But you don't have a lot here. And so if you lose to Ohio State – like, I don't know, you don't go to the Big Ten title game. How is your resume more more impressive than TCU's? Take the eye test out of it. Well, because history? Yeah, that's, what that, well, that's Honestly, what's I would, working against TCU. I wish you could have a, a play-in game, because I think a TCU-Michigan game would be amazing. I was actually, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, because I was really impressed that TCU played such great defense, so physical against Texas, yeah. who has four stars and five stars everywhere. Quentin Johnson on TCU, oh. He's so, so good. good. So good. So Give good. Give that guy to Justin Fields on the Bears I know. immediately. No, it's it's all good. I think TCU has a great chance to go undefeated, and then we won't have controversy. There's also a scenario where it's Georgia, Ohio State beats Michigan, or Michigan beats Ohio State. TCU goes undefeated in Tennessee at number four. Yep. Then we're done. Then there's no controversy. Then what do we talk about? Well, then, I mean, we just talk about the games, I guess. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Chris is in Oregon. Wants to talk about the college football playoff. Hey, Chris. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing great. What's on your mind? Well, full disclosure, I'm out in Oregon, but I'm a big-time Tennessee Vol fan. I, I graduated university out there and uh, lived out there a long time. But here's the thing. You know, every year we get these SEC, two SEC teams, two SEC teams. I think it would be better, you know, if Michigan was to beat Ohio State. If Ohio State beats Michigan, I believe Michigan – doesn't get in, but let's just say Michigan beats Ohio State. With Ohio State's body work, Michigan beating Ohio State again this year, you end up with Georgia if they win the title. If TCU wins out, it's hard not to give them a spot, and this year you get two Big Ten, two Big Ten teams. What do you think about that? Well, the one thing, Chris, is that Ohio State and Michigan's resumes are kind of similar, right? The one thing Ohio State has is the opening the opening week game against Notre Dame, which honestly was not that impressive of a win. It was a win, ended up being a little bit more of a blowout at the end of the game, but that was a tight game. I believe Notre Dame was leading at the half in that game. So I don't know if Ohio State's resume is that much better than Michigan's. You well, know? What well, well well do we do we always end up having to have? I mean, I, listen. I want the balls to go all the way, but I guess I'm just getting. I'm getting kind of old. It's getting kind of an old show to see two SEC teams all the time, two teams from one conference. Gotcha. And I just think, I just think, you know, what plays into a fan who maybe not who's not a fan of one of those two SEC teams and really doesn't have an argument, what, what makes them want to watch the, them national championship games and bowl games other than the pure love of the sport? I mean, it would be – and I don't, I'm not a fan of going to 12. I don't think eight's the answer either. Um, I, just, I just think there has to be some sort of revamp to where we're, we're uh, awarding a little bit more of not two teams in the same conference. I mean, all the time. They get yeah, the red I get what you're saying. They're in the same conference. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh I think that I was I was going to say unfortunately, but it's not unfortunate. But no matter who's in, and no matter who plays in those final fours, I think that the ratings are amazing. I think that people are going to watch. I I agree. There is probably a little 
Alabama, Georgia fatigue. Well, Alabama's not going to be in it this year. Yeah, last year we had to see them play in the SEC title game, and then, of course, they got to the final game. That was not the most thrilling game, but you're right. Uh, I kind of wish that another team would step up. Well, that's why I think that the committee, if you gave them all truth serum, I think they want USC in. Yeah, I, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. I think yeah, they you know, want. Yeah, I mean, in. step up and win in the final four. I don't. I don't see that team winning. No, I don't see them winning. I mean, it yeah. being in the final four. Yeah, I, I think they want somebody. Uh, they would be great to have new blood in the actual final game. I guess LSU was. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. It's usually the SEC powerhouse or Clemson, right? That's all it's That's been. That's one it's year been of lately Ohio State. Ohio State, of course. How about Alex is in Pennsylvania? Alex, what's up? Hey, what's up? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just, I, I just want to say how say it how it is. It's going to be. Uh, first, I think it's going to be Georgia is definitely going to go in, barring an upset against LSU, and then you'll have Tennessee, barring an upset, right? Uh, massive upset that is, and then it'll be winner Michigan, Ohio State. And then what it's going to really come down to, I believe, is is it's going to be TCU or Michigan, Ohio State for the Final Four. Mm. Now, I, I want to remind you. So you don't think USC would have a chance if USC wins the Pac-12? USC, I, USC, if you look objectively and you compare them to other teams, I, I don't think USC has a chance. I, I really, they would have to. They would have to pad the uh, the pad the score against you know UCLA or you know the Notre Pac-12 Dame. championship game, yeah Notre Dame. But I think it's a moot point. I, I don't see them winning out against either of those teams. Um, but I, I want to remind you back in 2014, TCU the TCU drama inaugural year playoff. They were number four heading in. Actually, I think they were number three. Believe it or not, heading into the uh, final selection show. They just pounded Iowa State, I think, 55-3. to And guess what the committee did? They bumped Ohio State up because they dropped Wisconsin to four and moved TCU down to six. And I think you are probably going to see a similar situation here. Um, I would not doubt that they would do the same thing this year uh, if, between TCU and the winner. And it's unfortunate. And that's if TCU has one loss. Yeah, Hopefully right. it's a moot point and they win out. Uh, they're definitely in, but they have that one loss. Just look for look for Ohio State or Michigan. You know, bumping them out again. Yeah, Alex. Unfortunately, I think you're right. But I mean, TCU still could run the table, so That's this true. might be a moot point. You know, I, I who cares about Michigan? I am telling you, Clemson and North Carolina because they actually put NC State at 24. North Carolina plays them. That could bump up North Carolina, so they could have two rank wins. Clemson could get another little bump here. You think that if they were at a one-loss Clemson and one-loss TCU, they're not going to consider going with the bigger brand? No, because I well, this is where I think USC comes into it because they still have UCLA ranked and Notre Dame oh, is well, ranked. USC's way out of both of those yeah. teams if they get in. But I'm assuming you, USC still has the, the way harder schedule of that group, so they, maybe they'll lose. Maybe they will, but they have like more opportunities, you know, like yeah. because they're playing more ranked teams. Yeah, no, they they could jump up. They could probably jump Tennessee even. I mean, they, they would get wins over, what is UCLA on here? UCLA is 15, Notre Dame's 18, and then Utah is 10, but Utah has a chance to move up even higher. That's three ranked teams. That would be huge. That would be big. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. I'm crunching numbers over here. I have... I have a path, Maggie, for number 12 Oregon to get back in with two losses. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Aww, sorry, Duck don't fans. Give hope I'm like sorry, that. Duck fans. Still got to uh, wear that costume at some point. Oh, God. You know, it's interesting. Two losses. People are counting out Alabama. I couldn't make a bet on them on uh, DraftKings today. But there's a chance Utah and Alabama somehow, there's still time for chaos to happen. I don't know why everyone is assuming that it's going to go down a certain way. But I just want. I want to see how far down they can go. Number 13, North Carolina, still having pretty decent odds to make it is exciting to me. What's your path for Alabama? You crunched the numbers, and what'd you come up with? So they're number eight, right? Right. So they They have two losses, which is no no team with two losses has ever gotten in, and they cannot play in the SEC championship game. Okay, so let's look at the teams ahead of them that are going to fall off. USC easily can fall off. There's all sorts of scenarios where USC, they got a tough schedule. LSU obviously could lose to Georgia in the SEC title game. They're out. So Alabama jumps up to number six. Number five is Tennessee. They're not going to lose again. They're pretty much unjumpable. Number four, TCU could lose at Baylor. I know Baylor had a terrible week last week, but that's, that's a rivalry game. Anything could happen there. Michigan could trip up here. So that, that knocks out two more teams. That gets so Alabama. you need Michigan the, to lose to Illinois and then lose I to Ohio need, State. I kind of need Michigan to lose. <laughs> a lot. So Michigan, twice. if Michigan has two losses and Alabama jumps them, TCU with one loss, maybe Alabama jumps them. If two losses, they definitely jump them. The only team they can't jump is Tennessee. What other team? USC, they could easily jump. If USC loses to UCLA, they fall way behind. I just think it's odd that you couldn't place a bet on them. You could. You, you could there are some sports books where you can, but the I was looking at the odds all day. North Carolina has got pretty decent ones. No Alabama. Really strange. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's because we know the people at DraftKings are much smarter than us that it's like, huh, what do they know that we don't? Big Dave is in Kentucky. Big Dave, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Listen, on this Dak thing, as a, as a lifelong consummate Cowboys fan, here's the rule of thumb going forward. Whatever Jerry Jones' answer is to a football question, <laughs> just apply the ask-backward answer, and that'll be the right one. Um, that, <laughs> so that's, that, a, that's actually a philosophy to live by, I think, Dave. Yeah, I've been living by it for most of my adult life now. But listen, <laughs> check check this out on the football on the football uh, championship playoff scenario. Check this out, okay? What if TCU wins out? What if Tennessee wins out? What if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game? Mm-hmm. Then what? Ugh. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. TCU, TCU wins, wins out, wins so they're out. undefeated. That means they'd be in. Tennessee right. wins out. They'd still have a one loss. See, I think LSU, that's a debate. That'd be an LSU-Tennessee debate. No, I think Georgia still stays in. Right, right, right. I think it'd be yeah, LSU yeah, yeah, and my, Georgia yeah. together, and Tennessee yeah, gets out. Thing. Yeah, but here's my thing, okay? Does, right. um, 
does LSU jump Tennessee? That's what I'm saying. I think there'd be a great debate. The big debate, Tennessee killed LSU in Baton Rouge. So a lot of people would argue Tennessee should be in over them. I know, but a lot of people also believe that Georgia's like number one with a bullet. So the fact that you would beat the far and away best team in college football has to count for something. Yeah, but listen, guys, what we're saying here, okay, so you're saying that LSU would be the SEC champion but wouldn't get in? No, I think they would get in. I think Georgia would still get in, though. Okay, well, who's out? Is Tennessee out? I think Tennessee would be out, which is not fair because they beat LSU. And I think that, so in that scenario, I think it would be LSU. I think it would be Georgia. I think it would be the Big Ten, whoever, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, and I don't know who the fourth would be. Uh, Maybe Tennessee. No, 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 no. And TCU is undefeated, actually. Oh, and TCU is is undefeated, yes. So so then Tennessee would be number five. Yep. That's That's how I think. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Dave. Appreciate it. Had to do a little back of the envelope there. I had to like keep yeah. track of everything. I love these scenarios because you know it never plays out. <laughs> it never, ever, ever plays out the way we think it's gonna. No. How about William? He's in North Carolina. William, what's on your mind, bud? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the the grading scales because I think it's funny when we talk about you know North Carolina having a chance because they're going to play number twenty four, NC State or TCU playing eighteen Texas. Uh, I'm a I'm a Vol fan, and even if you take out <laughs> Alabama and LSU, you still got a ranked Pitt, 17 at at the time, a ranked Florida number 20, and a ranked Kentucky at 18. So I think even if you take out the Alabama and LSU games, uh, our schedule or our, our matchup still does better than uh, TCU, no. North Carolina, Clemson, and and the rest. But William, they don't they don't care what they're ranked at the time because that's a completely they basically have a rule. Sometimes they do and sometimes they, they don't. They have a specific rule, no preseason rankings. Anything with a preseason that, ranking I mean, cannot count in like, the strength of schedule at all. That's a rule they have. Uh, Michigan playing Notre Dame, uh, you know, they were pretty bad this year. You mean Ohio State playing Notre Dame? Oh uh, yeah, excuse me. Excuse yeah. Me. Well, yeah, but Ohio, but Notre Dame's kind of bounced back. Yeah, now Notre Dame has bounced back. The only thing, too, about Tennessee, when they played Pitt, didn't Pitt's quarterback go down in that game? Listen, I love Tennessee. I'm I'm not going to nitpick with you on that one, William. I just think that in the scenario that Big Dave laid out, really TCU being undefeated, I think, is the worst thing that could happen to Tennessee. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Well, here's another scenario. What if Michigan... (laughs) How do you have another scenario? What if Michigan beats Ohio State? You think that Ohio? Do you think that they're going to discount Ohio State? They love Ohio State, and I Ohio know. State. Everything. Ohio State has an NFL dream team, basically. Assuming Travion Henderson's back, you can't ignore the talent at Ohio State. So, but when you look at the resumes of Ohio State and Michigan, they are very similar. Whether it look well, how it looks, they're very similar. The I, only I, thing I is understand. Ohio State has the Notre Dame win. No, I understand. I'm saying if Michigan beats Ohio State, that's what I know. That's so. Who cares if Michigan's in? Michigan's in. I'm saying. But then are they going to knock out – Ohio State could get in over somebody. I know, but I'm saying, like, if Michigan lost, we think they'd be out, right? Yeah, no, definitely. So why wouldn't the same apply for Ohio State? They because they have such Ohio- similar resumes. Because they're Ohio State. <laughs> well, I don't have a response to that. Because Well, two reasons. It's the brand Ohio State. Also, it's just the overwhelming talent level. They have the front runner for the Heisman. I don't know if that consciously factors in, but there's so many stars there. They have to look at that, don't they? They will. They always have. Yeah. I mean, it's got. I, I just think it's going to be hard. If you have 
a one-loss Ohio State against any other one-loss team that doesn't have a conference title, I think it's hard to turn down the Buckeyes. It's a huge fan base. Yeah, but Tennessee's a huge fan base. And Tennessee would have a much better resume. Well, I'm saying Ohio State over a one-loss Clemson, one-loss, definitely a one-loss TCU, probably over a one-loss USC. Maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Ohio State, one loss versus USC, one loss. I guess it depends how you lose. Yes, actually, no, USC would definitely get in because if if it's one loss for USC, it means they've gone to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, but the, I don't know. The committee care about the Pac-12 title. I mean, You want to talk about brands. I mean, Ohio State, USC. To me, that's same, same. Yeah. No, you're probably right. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. What is Thunder Snow? And why is that going to be applicable this weekend? It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Dylan in Dallas, Texas. There's eight players in the NBA averaging 30 points or more this season. How long can that go? How long can that be sustained? Okay, don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Well, I can understand why a fan in Dallas might want to ask that question because Luka Doncic is one of those players, Perloff, one of the eight players in this young NBA season averaging 30 points or more. The others are Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Giannis, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Kevin Durant. Well, obviously, most you've ever had through this many games. Most you okay. So I just looked. There are eighty-five thirty-point seasons in NBA history. That's not a lot. It's pretty rare. There was one last year, right? Uh, I think was Joel the only person over thirty last year. So it usually comes down to one, two, or three, right? Yeah, this is definitely not sustainable. Usually, thirty points a game wins you the scoring title, right? Yeah, but I got to tell you, I am not sure who drops out of this list. It was not easy for me. Who do you think uh, is the least sustainable? Okay, I think Joel Embiid is the least sustainable because of the injury stuff. Um, yeah, meaning, I mean, he, he can't do... He often misses time. Which is good, though. It's per game. And also, oh, too, I, I think the bigger issue is James Harden's going to come back eventually and s- screw up his score. That might also... I mean, he can't score 59 every night. Uh, so I think Joel Embiid, I think... Oh, hmm. uh, I mean, I think that's probably it. No, Unless I mean, Kyrie gonna, Irving comes back, maybe KD? No, I mean, there's never been anywhere near that many a season. They, just they have to fall off. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you're right. They all feel really good. Or Donovan Mitchell because Darius Garland has also been so good scoring mm. the ball. Donovan Mitchell's kind of down, though. He was like at 38, 39 to start the season. He I know, was balling. He's still good, but I don't think he's I think he's going to fall off eventually. But meanwhile, John Morant's like a two-tenths of a point away from joining this list. So you might even get more guys before anyone drops out. It's kind of interesting. I heard one inter- one good theory about this, about why there are so many guys. So apparently, uh, and I have to credit uh, Tom Haberstroh from Basketball Illuminati who brought this up, which was the stars are playing more minutes than they usually do because the schedule has built-in rest days to it that now coaches feel like they might be able to push their stars more. So a lot of these guys are averaging like 34, 36 minutes a game. Also free throws. Dudes are going to the free throw line, especially the guys on this list are going to the free throw line at an unbelievable clip. That totally messes everything up. Like the idea of load management already pisses me off, but then the fact that these guys are now averaging more points, rebounds, whatever again, because they're able to like, oh, I'm only playing 70 games a year, 65 games a year, so I can go harder in those 65 yeah. games. 
that totally it, it incentivizes the load management. Oh, it drives me crazy. You know, it's interesting. You're right. The field goal. Unless I'm reading this wrong, Luca has 23 field goal attempts per game. Oh, I'm sorry, field goal. The free throw attempts. That's what you're saying. Yeah, free throw attempts have been up for all of the stars. Oh my god, they're usually, huge. Uh, usually, it's points of emphasis that the referees in the league try to get across in the beginning Early, of the season, yeah. and then they kind of fall off. God, that sounds like yeah. a slog of a game. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. It got Joel helped Joel Joel Embiid to 59 I, points. I way. would bet Curry falls off a little bit, just because he's old. And maybe some other guys. I know they just dumped all their young players, but Cur- some other Curry's old, but like in age only. Yeah, but is it score- nothing has fallen off about his game? In fact, it's the total opposite. Did he score a lot last year? I feel like he he's old. He's you know he needs some help. I don't Let's- think so. Meanwhile, they cannot win a game on the road, and now you have some interesting yeah. things going on with the Warriors. Can't win on the road right now, which has probably just got to be. I don't think there's any. This is an anomaly, right? I, I don't even know what that's about. I don't know if the vibes are off ever since the Draymond Green punch or what. But you had James Wiseman who got sent to the G League, and then you had Steve Kerr today or yesterday come out and say he knows this is only like another year or two with this core. It's kind of an interesting thing to say at this point in the season, considering how much basketball is left to be played. Curry's only scored thirty once in his career, two thousand fifteen sixteen. Once, and that was seven years ago, 25 points a game last year. He's definitely falling off. I feel good about this with a side bet. Not falling off? He just won finals MVP. No, I, but he's not going to score 30. I'm saying his scoring has gone out every year. I don't think he sustains 31. Yeah, but you realize how weird that is to say Steph Curry's falling off. It was numbers-wise, we're talking, I, he's not going to stay at 31 points a game. Um. Well, he does have some more weapons around him. Yeah, that's what I'm Wiggins, saying. Wiggins, Poole, yeah, obviously he's, Clay. Yeah, he's going to use these guys. I just think that he's very smart. This 31 points through 13 games probably isn't ideal because they're not playing their best basketball. I don't think he really wants... Last year, remember in the finals when he went out of the game, they just completely fell apart? Yep. I think he probably wants more help. I don't know. But I remember earlier in the playoffs, remember he was injured and then came off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> and they were able to hold the fort. So, you know. Warriors can beat you in a lot of different ways, I guess, is the bottom line there. Okay, we have to get to what is shaping up to be something pretty pretty ridiculous on Sunday. Um, ever heard of thunder snow? Thunder snow. But can I guess what it is? Is it when there's thunder and lightning and it's snowing at the same time? <laughs> yeah, it's when it's so cold that it's a thunderstorm, but it's actually just snow. So it's thunder and lightning and snow. Thunder snow. That's what's going on in Buffalo, or scheduled... Uh, it's it's forecasted to go on this weekend. So it looks like a bit massive lake effect storm is going to dump snow on Buffalo, and it's going to happen in two different windows. It's going to happen from Thursday night to Friday night, and then from Saturday night into Sunday. And by the time this is over, it could be anywhere between four and six feet. It's supposed to be what? snowing at a clip of three inches per hour. That is a lot of snow. And now the Bills are set to welcome in the Cleveland Browns, the team that the only thing they do well is run the ball, is now going to come into Buffalo and try to beat the Bills. I can't. I This has been a rough stretch here for the Bills. Yeah. There's a double negative here, too, as well. What's that? Because usually when you have snow like this, sometimes you just move the game to Monday. They can't do that because the Bills are already in a short week for Thanksgiving against Detroit. So they can't move Ooh. this game to a different day. They might have to move it to a different location. How about Saturday afternoon before the Saturday night snow gets in? Just thrown out there. Is there anything they can do? No, because then that puts them at a disadvantage because it's still a short week. Toronto, maybe? I mean, that's a dome, right? 
Yeah, it is a dome. Can you, um, can you play football in Toronto? But it's they also, did, they have. That's, the Bills that, used to play there, yeah. That's um, a disadvantage more for the Browns going on the road. I think that's actually better for the Bills. What, if they play in Toronto? If they play on Saturday afternoon in Buffalo, they're not going to do that, I don't think. No, they're not going to do that. I think they'd more likely move the game. I mean, Toronto, it, I don't know if anything's scheduled to happen. Is Taylor Swift at the Dome? I but have wait, no clue. Oh, the Dome. I'm sorry. I misheard Dome. Yes, yes. So get that game indoors. That's pretty good. Although, what's the deal? Are we just crossing the border now? That's all over, right? I haven't tried to go to Canada since the pandemic. Everything's don't, fine, right? Oh, you know what? I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I have no clue. I think they got rid of it. I think it's over, right? I mean, the, I Raptors, think so. we, the Raptors are back in Toronto, I guess. So I guess. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think the are vaccination going back and thing yeah. with having to go to Toronto and being able to cross the border, I think that's totally done. Totally done, right? Okay. There is snow forecast for Toronto, but like we said, dome, so I guess it could work. How about all the raging lunatics you're going to have in Buffalo remixing Thunderstruck, the drinking game? It's going to be <laughs> Thunder Snow, and they're going to be putting each other through tables to that. Thunderstruck the song? What's Thunderstruck the drinking Every game? Every time you hear Thunderstruck, you have to chug until the next time they sing Thunderstruck, ACDC. <laughs> You've never played that game? No, Pat, your generation is just out of control. No, no, <laughs> come on. That's That song came out a while ago. I think that's from the 90s. That's not me. No, Thunderstruck is like from the 70s. Well, I know, but I think <laughs> I think that drinking game is from the 90s. Believe me, if it was from the 90s, I'd know about it. I never have heard of that before. But you kids today, taking a old ACDC songs and putting your special twist on it. Yeah, cause then, and then the one time where they say Thunderstruck and then it hits like the, the riff for like yeah. a minute and a half, somebody has to chug the rest of their drink, essentially. You get the uh-huh. blank yeah. end of the stick. Yeah, you get... You guys know how to party. Oh, by the way, uh, you were joking when you said you don't know if there's a Taylor Swift concert in Toronto. I was joking. Yeah, everyone knows Taylor Swift's tour starts in March. I don't even know oh, what you're thinking. I don't of. know. I'm, I mean, she's someone, playing. Is Harry Styles going to be there? Somebody's on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't pretend that. Oh, I know. I'm T Swizzle tickets aren't a, the biggest thing in the in the whole world right now. It is a very sensitive subject because Perloff is trying to be Dad of the Year. To procure a couple Taylor Swift tickets, and I know it's been a rough go. No, honestly, I don't even want to go as a dad anymore. I just want to go because I can't remember a concert that's had this much hype. It's like Led Zeppelin or something. It's like the Beatles landing in in (laughs) New York for the first time. Yeah, Shea Stadium or whatever. What is going on? I don't know. I I hate to turn to you, Pat, but... uh, What do you mean, what's going on? Everyone knows that Taylor Swift is huge. She just put out a new album. This is bigger. There's tons of huge musicians. This tour, because I know her touring has been really limited. Uh, this tour is way different. It is so hard to get tickets. She has become a machine. Her yeah. marketing team deserves yeah. to be paid millions upon millions of dollars. Um, and honestly, the people who are paying, I'm seeing $12,000 tickets, you should have every responsible decision-making taken away from you. <laughs> oh, come going- on. Okay, people if- would think, we- if people are not into sports, they probably think that we're nuts when people pay five grand for a Super Bowl ticket or something like that. You know? It's the same thing. Can't yuck their yums, Pat. But you can listen to her music anywhere. Just like you could watch the game anywhere. <laughs> you can watch the game on a 30-foot TV if you wanted Okay, to. they don't play the game, though, more than once. You you could hear her songs anytime you want. Yeah, but the live experience, you know? Yeah, it's for the communal experience. Yeah. Live, con- <sighs> live concerts are fun, but I don't know. Listen, just because it's not your cup of tea, just because you're waiting for ACDC to go back on tour doesn't nah, mean... <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I saw ACDC a couple of years ago. Yeah, you caught them at the end. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Very much. Just a little just a little taste of what it costs. The Basically, the top level of Giant Stadium tickets... For Taylor the, Swift, for not Taylor for the Swift. Giants. For Taylor Swift, off to the side, $340 per ticket, and that's not including all the ticket fees. 
just and for the last row. The, you're sure, basically near the last row, and you're not even straight on. Honestly, if you were in an airplane. Yeah, you're not going to Newark see, Airport. You you'd have a better view. You than wouldn't that even really be able to see her. I don't totally understand this. Well, you understand it. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But no, the prices. I remember when, like, the big con. Of course, I'm old, but it was ever three hundred dollars for an upper bowl ticket. It's three thousand dollars to sit on the ground to be on the ground. I don't know. I think we're having a little revisionist history here. I mean, how much? Let's just put 3, it as something that in our day, right? Like, how much was it to see? Pearl Jam in their prime, Nirvana in seventy five dollars. No, dude, you're not. You're just not remembering I, it. No, I did go to a three day long Pearl Jam uh, concert in Boston. I think I paid a hundred dollars a ticket, and all and, three nights. Yeah, and it was at like one of those like um, shell things, like with grass. And yeah. it, so not like a huge stadium, but an outdoor stadium. I don't think tickets three thousand dollars for one ticket to something. It's not the Super Bowl. That seems insane. To I'm me. seeing, and the top prices are now up to twenty two grand. <laughs> twenty two grand, twenty two thousand dollars a day which, after they went on sale. So that's for Memorial Day weekend at MetLife. Which, yeah, I know that's the one that I'm trying to get. It's not going good luck. Well. Which parents <laughs> are going to pony up? I feel like it's the same people. Remember that show on MTV that was like my super sweet sixteen? It's those kids all grown up. Yeah, I don't know. There's also a lot of I think like teenager fan. Yeah, I don't know if it's all parents paying for this. I did see Taylor Swift perform. I think maybe her last. It was the Directv Super Bowl party. Did you? Were you at that one? No. So she, she, there's all sorts of reasons legally Taylor Swift could not do concerts for years. It's tied into Pepsi. I don't even know. Yeah. And she did a concert. You know what? So my wife came and she goes, yeah, that was pretty average. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe that's Taylor why Swift. you can't get tickets. Maybe you're blocked. Maybe somehow Taylor's people found out. It was a good show, but it wasn't mind-altering. It wasn't Lady Gaga at halftime of the Super Bowl. I expected more. I'm sorry. Whoa. I know this is terrible. Take. By the way, I don't. This is, I do not speak for the entire show. Yeah. I want to <laughs> make sure, your, or your entire household. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to distance myself, Maggie. Because you do not want to get on the bad side of these fans. Oh, I know. I no, and I don't want Taylor Swift's people somehow thinking that our show thinks that she's overrated. I mean, are you more worried about Taylor Swift fans or Jaguar fans? Oh, the Jaguar uh, fans are fierce. I mean, they are fierce. They are honestly the Beyonce fans puts them all to bed. Hmm. Do not mess with Beyonce fans. I mean, they will end your life. That's a given. I mean, none of, us were, none of us are going to touch I w- Beyonce I, w- I have nothing bad to say. But and I'm just Also, saying. there is nothing bad to say about Beyonce. That's uh, None of us are saying anything bad about Beyonce. Could be a lot of outrage towards the monopolization of the Ticketmaster and Live Nation. We'll get to that in uh. the next show. <laughs> we need another three hours for that one. Thank you, Pat, for bringing it back to real life. Yes, we know. <laughs> Corporations, not easy. Uh... All right, what did we learn today? <laughs> nothing. I don't know. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> thunder snow. Don't mess with Taylor, Taylor Swift and Beyonce. <laughs> and be careful when the thunder snow hits. And we introduced the Ticketmaster controversy in the yeah. final minute, which I totally <laughs> agree with, by the way. Yeah. What is it? Yesterday, didn't we start talking about like world peace in the last 30 seconds of the show or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. solved all the world's problems. It's funny what we get in right here in the... Maggie and Perloff show. Uh, thank you, Mike Sampter. Thank you to Pat Boyle, pinch hitting today. Thank you to Marlo Donahue and Allison Cohen and everyone on the TV side. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.